Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Hey, sis. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm excited to chat. I mean, I feel like this is the first time we've talked since your big race and I just got back from the beach. I feel like we have a lot of exciting things to chat about. I know. I can't believe it. It's Friday night and here we are recording a podcast. I know. I feel like we're getting better. We're being, we're giving the people what they want. We, we keep hearing that you guys want more consistency. So we're, we're trying for you guys. Yes, we're here. Last week we talked about being rooted and we had so much feedback that it was really helpful about, you know, where to, where to begin that process in our lives and how it hits every area of our lives and we can plant roots. And no matter if we're planning on staying somewhere or if we know where the next move is, that it's still good to plant roots. So I love Yeah. It's funny how like the everyday things, um, sometimes like seem to hit home for people, um, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. Totally. Um, but okay, sis, when did you have your race? Was this a week ago from yes. tomorrow? I ran a half marathon um, last Sunday and it was my fourth one and third after babies, I think. And Aww. so it was great. It was really fun. I actually was freshly best friends with Bridget when I did my first half um, all those did years you- ago. Yeah. Okay. Did you do a half after every single baby? Yes. Or did I make that up? No, you're right. And yes, I did. And I did them four months after I had the baby, which was great. It was like a motivation, you know, to mm-hmm. just do something. Cause it, you're about to have a baby B like, you know, how I know how eager you are to like get back into running and working out because it's that third trimester. You're like, okay, yes. I want to move again. And- I didn't really care first and second trimester. I don't know what has hit me, but I'm like, I feel like I almost would look absurd, but I almost want to go for like a jog in the neighborhood, but I would not because my belly would like be like just jiggling, but, know, but it feels it, so it's good. Weird. It's like an itch to work out again. So you're right. That's and awesome. I feel, yeah. So, but I feel like that in every area in that last trimester too, which you're feeling right now, we've always said this, like when you're pregnant, you feel your most creative. And I think mm-hmm. it's because you can't do everything you want to do. And so these ideas are like, okay, when you get this baby out, you're going to do this. Yes. Yes. Funny motivation. So yeah, those last, every baby, all well, the last two, I ran four months postpartum and it was great, but you know, this time it's my third baby. I was like, Mackenzie, it's time to like, take it slow and just wait and be prudent and just train like a normal human being and don't rush these things. I feel like it's so easy to rush into something just because we told ourselves we have to. And who said, right. You, You made it up, you know? And so I really waited until nine months. So Stella's nine months old now and yeah it was the best it was my best race and it was great and felt so good and it oh. didn't feel like my body was gonna fall out of me and all that stuff well I think that's also a beautiful like lesson in like exactly what you just said that sometimes you want something so bad that we can be like so stubborn like I want it now and then it ends up not even being the result I, I mean I've done this not with racing but with other things that like you rush a process instead of just being, um, uh, what's the word like gentle with yourself and Mm -hmm. saying like, I'm not there yet. Like I need Mm -hmm. to do the extra training or I need to do the extra, um, 
you know, work into like figure out to, to perfect my craft, whatever your craft is before you launch, whatever it is that you want to launch or race or whatever that goal is that you have. And so, but I think that's so beautiful that it ended up being the best race you've ever had. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's so true. Everything you're saying, there's something so so beautiful in the waiting. Like we all want to rush. We all want it now. And that's just the, the, the state of our country, the state of our generation. It's just everything happens at the drop of a hat. Yeah. But there's, I feel like when you wait, that delayed gratification is, is yes. just sweeter. I had a goal to run it at um, 140. My best was 144. And I wanted to just beat my mom's time and break that because she she was like my <laughs> time and her time was 142 she's like you just have to beat it so then I'm oh, running the oh. whole time and I'm feeling great and it rained for four miles of it and oh even that, my like, gosh you know when our worship music comes on nothing can stop us sis. oh you're in the zone you were probably in the zone like <laughs> I was in the zone and so yeah I'm just running the whole time but at towards the end I'm like I almost started crying on the last mile. I was like, you're going to beat it, but you don't want to jinx it. Oh, you know, yeah. and I realized I was going to beat it way more than I thought. And so that felt, do you, are good. you the type that like, do you look down at your watch a lot or no? Yes, I did the whole time I was looking down. Oh, at I it. mean, I would be the same, but you I just not. was wondering, does that make it easier or harder I know I I don't it it was harder because like you want to you don't want to look but you have to know like you just do see the mile markers but you don't believe them like because I don't you don't trust anyone but yourself at the end of the day and no one believes in you and I said this like no one believes in you but you and so you really believe in yourself like I'm talking to all of us here we have to believe in ourselves you guys because at the end of our life like it was you and God that's it yeah And so, you know, was there a point in the race at all where you felt almost like you didn't believe in yourself or like there was a moment where you could slow down or you sped up? Like, was there any sort of like a hill or something where you're like, I like mentally you could have taken two turns? It's so funny. Yeah, because everything's so mental, isn't it? Like even what we've been talking about recently about you about to have a natural labor and birth it is all mental yeah and I think you just make a decision before you go into something and you say no there's no enemy and there's no one thing that's going to sway me because I'm doing this and so then when you're in it even if a cramp comes even if you're like shit it's sorry excuse me it's raining how can I yeah you know I can't see out of my eyes it doesn't matter because this too shall pass this moment yes so I think just having that um, oh. you know, hope and just holding fast. So awesome. Yeah. So it's just, I just think it's so cool. And the fact that it was a PR and you got first in your age group, like, I know that there's probably going to be some women listening who, who maybe like they've, they've never run a half before. And like, that would, ju- that just seems impossible to them. Like, was there ever a time in your life that you weren't a runner or, yeah. Like, how did you get to this point? I mean, that's such a good point because everyone needs to know that Bridget is a runner. She's a sprinter in college and in high school, obviously. And you are a phenomenal track star. And I just think it's so crazy how, like, I was joking about this. Was it with you or someone else? Like, when you want, like look at your life and you're like, how did I get here? Old me would not have done this like but even a sprinter would never run a half marathon like th- like honestly <laughs> like I, I but you have grit. people 
who ran the 400 who would never dream of running a half marathon because it's, it's such a different thing. It's so mental. It's so tough. Um, and, but I mean, like, like you were saying, like, we're not like you weren't always there. And so like, if someone is listening to this and they're like, damn, like she did that and there's no way I could ever do that. Like how, I guess, how did you get to this point and, and with kids? And maybe this should be my talk at our next retreat, sis, because I was just like doing this like a long time ago. Um, Just when I went to school in New York, I, I ran cross country in high school and I was in a bunch of different things, but it was all for the social thing. It was no, I didn't work hard at all. I didn't even work hard in school. Like I didn't try. All I cared about was friends and having fun and all these things. And so when push, you know, comes to shove, like sometimes you're going to have to face yourself and the noise yourself really. And so I went to school and, um, at whatever, 18 New York city and all of it came crumbling down. Like there was no talk about rooted. There was no, there was no root system. I knew one truth and it was Jesus and that, you know, the Catholic church was my home and all this stuff. But it, but when I came to that realization around 19, that I was either going to live in this place of depression and, you know, where I, you guys, there was a point when I would just take naps every day after school because I was depressed Um, and just in just such a hard time in my life. And I gained so much weight just out of just sitting around and just wallowing. Right. And I I just looked at myself with God and I was like, well, where does home feel home Mm -hmm. feels home at mass. And so I started going to mass every day. And then once uh, one little thing shifts in your life, you can see it trickle. You know, this life, if you make one big change then other parts of you have to change with her she can't change alone and so I think that was the starting point and then I was like okay I'm starting to get closer to you know this faith that I love more and more deeper so where else can I be better and I think we can look at our lives in that way like okay we'll work here for a little we're not gonna all do it in one there's so many places I need to work on in my um, heart right now but it's like you're going to get to all those places, but I think that's such a good point that like this. And we, I think we've talked about this on other episodes that the spiritual life and the emotional life is usually also connected to the physical life. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I think back to like last year, even like when you were describing when you were in college and you had that episode of depression, like I totally felt that after Mm -hmm. miscarriages and, Um, And I remember feeling so weird. Like, I'm like, this isn't me, but like, it's so mopey and just like not wanting to go to the gym, not wanting to run, not wanting to do those things. But then on the flip side, you think about the times in your life where you felt the most confident, the most, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like my, the best version of me. And those are also the times that you usually feel like you want to go. But it's like, if anyone's listening to this and they feel like they're in a state of like, I haven't hit the gym and like six months, what's the point of even going to run a mile? Well, I mean, a mile a day, day in, day out turns into training for a marathon, turns into maybe even just running a 5k. And I think that, um, maybe it isn't a marathon or a half marathon for you. Maybe it's just like, Hey, I want to lose five pounds and maybe that's your goal. And that's like, that's a very valiant goal. Like, I mean, after this baby, honestly, I'm like, I would love to run a race, but I also just would love to feel good in my body after a baby, you know? 
Exactly. And a race is different for everyone. You touched on that. It's like, what is your race? What is your goal? And nothing's too mm-hmm. far. Nothing's too far from your grasp. You can you can truly have anything you want on like that you you have the ability. Like it's yeah. in you. You have that desire. B and I say this all the time. You have a desire in your heart. God put it there. If you're yeah. praying about it and asking him to bless it or he'll take it away. And if yeah. it, you still have that itch that um, what does our friend Brendan call it? That holy burden. Um, yep. Then you you can go for it. And it's those little baby steps. And it takes years, right? To like yeah. narrow in. And B and I talk about this too, like looking back at who we were 10 years ago. And I've heard a lot of great um, entrepreneurs talk about this and just like awesome speakers that B and I love that, okay, you'll be so glad you started today in 10 years. So just start. Yes, totally. So yeah, I love that. But I don't know. What advice do you have on that, sis? Because you're about to embark on like a huge challenge in less than two months. What are we on? Oh my gosh. And you just had a baby today. Well, I think that we were talking about this the other day that like this is definitely feels like this is going to be my race and I was just talking to Johnny about it because I don't know why it came up but he and I were talking and um oh we went out on a date because we were we just came back from the beach and we were with the in-laws and they let us have a little date night so we went to get um a sushi dinner nobody tell the pregnancy police um and (laughs) we were (laughs) Sorry, everybody listening who follows the rules. Um, But we were out to sushi and I was talking to him about like, um, it's really the book that you sent me has been getting me so pumped up for for labor. And I told him, I'm like, I just, I can't explain it, but I I know I'm going to do this. And it does feel like, um, it feels almost like um, you're getting ready for a competition or something. But Mm -hmm. I was like talking through it with him. And I was like, I want to be at the house. I want to stay as long as possible. Like I want to go and there'd be like no way out. So there's like, it's like a hill in a race. Like you get there and there's no way out except for up, you know? And so like, once I get there, I want to just have no choice, you know? Um, (laughs) he was like, yeah, it's going to be like one of those hard ass workouts, but it's also like, when you do one of those with your teammates, like you leave and you feel like you were closer than ever because like Mm -hmm. you both went through that together and like you went through that as a team and like no one else went through it except for you guys. And of course the mother goes through it the most, but, um, we were just talking, we never, we never strategized birth before ever. (laughs) Like it was really just, I'm laughing as I read this book because I'm like, damn, like did people read this book like on their first baby? Right. I did not, my first baby, I was like, I showed up at the hospital. Like, no wonder things didn't go as planned. Like, I had no plans. So, well, that's a huge um, point that you just made be like, if we don't have a plan yeah, in life, no goal, yeah. they, there will be no race for you. There will be no finish line. There will be no, yeah. Oh my gosh, what a great point yes. you just made. You follow, like, you got to make those plans for those dreams. Yeah it's like intentional and it is so mindset because it just, just like a race too. Like if you, I'm sure you had like a mile, like a, like a PR time, like a mile time that you wanted to hit those mile markers. And I think that is the exciting thing about, um, training for something is like, you know, on a workout, like if you're not gonna, like very similar to my first birth experience was also my one half marathon experience. I did not train. I didn't, you know, I think I you ran broke three long runs and it was like, 
it wasn't terrible, but like you were saying before, like there's such a difference between actually being intentional about something and then you see the results, but it takes mental preparation. It takes physical preparation. And it's not just like, Hey, you can just show up and get what you want, which I think is an issue with, with our generation and with the world. Like we were saying, it's like, we, like it, whether it's like having a YouTube channel or a starting a business, like I think sometimes we fall into the trap of like, I should have it tomorrow. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, no, it takes work. It takes sweat. And no matter what it is that you're working towards or it's going to be tough, like labor is tough, but the beauty on the other side is a, is a beautiful baby. So Amen. And that's a really good point too about like hard work. Like we all know this, we've heard it our whole lives. Like you have to work hard for what you want, but Mm -hmm. you can look at yourself and say, did I really try that hard with that? No. Did I just want to know yourself and you know yourself. And so a really good way to like, I'm just saying this in real time to see the fruits of hard work is by a race or by what you're Mm -hmm. about to go through because Mm -hmm. there's a deadline and you know, and, and you have a deadline. Whereas like, starting a business or a dream or yes, a YouTube channel or whatever. It's like, those are going to take years and you can't take it off as quickly or whatever. Like it's not nine months. It's like this right. years. But if you put in that work, you're so right. Then you are bound to see the results. But why do we want, we want things so fast, right? Well, and I also, I saved something. Um, I, I saved this post I saw. Let me see if I can find it and read it. Um, but it was something along the lines of like, you would never show up late to work. You would never miss a deadline for your boss. If you decide one day that you're going to do something and you continuously miss showing up for yourself or the one thing that you have always dreamed of doing, it just basically means that like you don't have any respect for yourself and your mm. dream. And I, I just paraphrased because I I can't find it, but it basically said that, that why are you giving the best version of yourself to somebody else or towards something else? Mm -hmm. And I, I've totally fallen prey to Mm -hmm. that where like in this season, I'm really trying to think through like, um, there's nothing selfish about like kind of taking stock in like, no, like there are dreams that I have that I want to work on. Mm -hmm. And God gave me these dreams for a reason. He would never have put them on my heart if he didn't want them there, you know? Amen. That's so So. good. So to respecting ourselves and believing in ourselves, that's really, yes, that's really the truth, isn't it? And going for the goals. Like, I think that like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone who, who saw your posts and, and read about the race and everything like was in their own way inspired, even if it wasn't at to do a half marathon. Like, I think it's just really motivating to see other people go for something and then achieve it. Like that is something that's, it's contagious. It's like, okay, well I want to do my thing. Like, so it's, it's really cool to, to see. Thanks, this, and I do think like having that goal, God will, God will leave and bless it because yes. he made the goal. He, like my goal was to, I didn't even say it; I just thought it in my head. Maybe I can get third. That's what I said. Oh, I think so. Not that third is amazing, but just thinking so small for yourself. Like I won't think the best for me because you know, right, right, and that's know? a whole other thing. Is that's like- a whole other issue. <laughs> Yes, I know. So just two for the stars because he has. I love it. I think so. 
Yeah. And that'll happen to you too. It's crazy. This, with this birth, you're going to, you already are like just imagining, which we talked about. B and I were voice memoing the other day and something. So you guys can cringe. And I used to cringe at this, but truly sit and imagine the best happening. Yeah. Whatever your best. I, that's been sitting with me so much since we've talked about that. And, and actually today I was thinking about why do we only like, hypno birth and imagine birth like why don't we imagine actual other things that we want to come to fruition not in a manifesting way because we don't believe in that but Mm -hmm. but actually visualizing it Mm -hmm. in a holy way in like a prayerful Mm -hmm. way of like like think about the type of house you want like what what vibe in your home you want like visualizing that dream life for your family and for you it just made me think like I've I've, I've been trying to be intentional about imagining the birth recently and it made, it's made me realize how unintentional I am about other things. Like, Oh, my drawers in my kitchen and my cabinets <laughs> look terrible. Well, maybe if I actually imagined what they could look like, <laughs> you know, they would look a little bit better. <laughs> so oh my gosh, it's just funny. made me think, you know, I think, yeah, that's the beauty. I think of pregnancy and birth is like, you really do get rise to, to an occasion in such a unique way. Right. And then once you do that, you can't settle after. You're like, yeah. Okay, wait a second. I have this in me. What else can I, what else does God desire for me in this life here? And I think that also like going back and to, to bookend about the race, it's like, there's no wonder you signed up for a race after, because to me, it's like, you give birth and that's the most empowering feeling. I think like one of the most empowering feelings you'll ever feel. And oh, yeah. it makes you as a woman feel like you could do anything. And, um, and I think that that goes to say for whether you're having a physical birth or you're, let's say you're adopting or you're, um, you know, like fostering or something like that. Like, I think like having any sort of an, um, a responsibility for a life that's outside of your own is just an unreal building a family of any kind is just an unreal feeling that makes you um, feel like you could conquer anything. And we talk about that so much in our retreats and on this podcast about how like a lot of times you become your, your best version of yourself after you become a mother because you do things that you never realize you could have been capable of doing so good we talked about that a few weeks ago the and i on i think it was two episodes ago um how we've had conversations with our spouses that we never thought we'd have before because Mm -hmm. motherhood is starting a family getting married like even the desire for all of those things puts you at a place where you just think differently and you're you expand i i really that so and so shoot for the stars, people, whatever it is, whatever the goal is, go mm-hmm. for it. And, um, and yeah, I love that. And, um, join our retreat. We have a few spots left and yes. over October 6th through 9th. And it, that's actually the second week of October on Instagram stories today. I said, I think it's the first weekend it's October 6th lands on like a Thursday. So of the next week, so we cannot wait. We are just so excited to fill the house, to fill the rest of the house because it is going, they just keep getting better and better. And it's Mm -hmm. so hard like to describe, you have to just go and you have to trust us. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
any woman that you come across who has been to one or has talked about it, like feel free to even like reach out to them and ask them because I mean, what are we three retreats in and we've never Mm -hmm. once talked to or heard a single person say that they didn't get more than what they came for. And so um, it's all the Holy Spirit, but we just, we really are just so excited for this one. And um, we have so much good stuff planned. So we're really excited for October. Yes, we are. Oh, I can't wait. You guys have any questions, reach out to us on Instagram or on our email. Thanks for listening to Unraveled Podcast. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.